0: Sorry, I was, no, was
1: going to do uh, my, my my cold my cold open was my, my cold open was going to be. uh Well, you know, uh, things are OK. I I just, you know, I a little bit bummed today because uh, like heard that there were some problems with this one study. And I guess we shouldn't do Medicare <laughs> for all anymore. So no, yeah. <laughs> I'm That's basically enough, just going to go commit seppuku right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so
2: is it seppuku or seppuku?
0: That's we all uh, we We all. Yeah, go back. We're going to, you know, put down our belongings and go back to our respective ancestral homes, etc. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Listeners, let
2: us know the proper pronunciation in the comments. Yeah, it's one of them. It's one One of of them. them. (laughs)
0: I can tell tell you that. Sure.
2: (laughs) Should we get started? Yeah, let's do (laughs) it. Welcome to the Death Panel, the flagship podcast of CRFB, the Committee for Responsible (laughs) Federal Budget.
0: (laughs) Curfurb.
2: Curfurb. you can support the show at patreon.com slash death panel pod and as Phil said one bad study oops too bad that's it guys (laughs) that's it
0: wrap it up yep you know (laughs) go on
2: home Medicare for all it's done you know Bernie Sanders invented it it's dead now Liz Warren um, Liz Warren's public option is the way to go right
0: God, (laughs) just
1: just burying yourself is the way to go Uh, yeah it's this is Oh my god. Yeah, the watching last night's debate was yeah, pretty pretty painful
3: in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'll just say I got uh like 35ish minutes into it and and then we just were like, "Oh my god, we have to turn this off. This is this is ruining our, our lives. This is awful. Yeah.
1: The thing that got me through it was my mom impersonating Biden. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, went, I'm, I'm in Pittsburgh and I'm like hanging out with my folks and my, my mom is watching it and like Biden's like, well, I've known Xi Jinping longer than anybody. My mom's like, I am Xi Jinping.
0: <laughs>
2: I love your mom. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, That's the right energy we need. Um I mean, oh honestly,
0: yeah. I feel like the debate was like incredibly overall just like totally uneventful. Like we laughed uh last time about how, you know, all the there were all the media takeaways or whatever about how uh I don't know, Warren had Liz this big Warren comeback won. or whatever. Yeah. Um and really at the end of the day, it's just like as long as no one's like totally humili like If you can get totally humiliated in these things and that maybe matters. And so like even Bloomberg didn't get humiliated in this one. A bunch of like uh, other like a bunch of media takeaways I saw even were basically like saying straight up that Bernie won too. Mm -hmm. So like whatever. But I do want to I do point out I think the single most significant thing about debate night is that Partnership for America's Healthcare Future, the (laughs) anti-medicare for all dark money group made a hilarious fuck up during the debate. Um, Oh, incredible. Yes. Tweeted
2: verbatim a copy paste Slack comment, including
0: the person's
2: name. The timestamp <laughs> and <Yeah>. a colon.
0: <laughs> Ryan Dysart, 9 0 05 p.m. Rural hospital closures, fewer doctors and nurses. One size fits all systems like Medicare for All could result in a nationwide loss of blah blah blah. But it's really funny because so then, you know, just Googling simply Googling this person's name, Ryan Dysart, uh, you can see the firm that he works for. Let me just uh bring this up. Uh so FP1 strategies catchy yeah let me yeah, read what a name wow. reading from the about us page on f p one strategies uh <laughs> website f p one strategies is a team and battle tested campaign op- er, is a team of battle tested campaign operatives who have worked at the highest levels of republican politics mm. um, <laughs> so yeah that's uh, that's uh, that's who's that's who's spending money Lovely. on anti yeah. it's <laughs> like basically if there was an ad for trump in the middle of well like i guess there were bloomberg ads so same difference there was a blo- <laughs> yeah i was yeah. gonna say
2: like there were some highlights right but the best part was literally just these two small things which is that cbs accidentally allowed bloomberg to purchase an ad
0: during the debate, they swear that uh-huh. it
2: got through their fil- filters. Yeah, that it got that somehow. Like, oops! Oh, I just
1: slipped and my hand fell in this pile of money. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know> what, <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: a man man man. came by and he left a briefcase it was packed to the brim i didn't know what was in it but he said it was (laughs) for an ad but now that the money is here may i roll in it (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) this reminds me of like whenever um i don't know if you guys have this experience because i don't like i feel like women more often than men babysit in their teen years but like when a child breaks something of their parents Wants to blame it on the animal or something. Mm-hmm. It reminds me exactly. Oh, I I didn't go into their room. The dog did it. Sure. Yeah. It was an it was an accident. We didn't we didn't intentionally allow Bloomberg to buy an ad. It just kind of <laughs> happened.
1: Did you guys actually see? The, did you see the partnership for America's Healthcare Future ad? No, is it the
2: same actually. one that's
0: been running in the last few though? It's is the, it the like that woman it, talking and she's like, yeah. I can't. It's not good for you. This is bad.
2: With the purple, yeah. text?
0: I don't like yeah, with it. Yeah,
1: the, with the purple text, it sort of looks like a sec yeah, uh, yes. commercial. But you then it reminds me of yeah. is the
2: box you poop in for the the male the male home uh, colon the ad for the cancer. Box that you poop yeah, in. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the,
1: well, I mean, there are. It is littered with Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget uh, quotations. So similar. That's true. It's all similar energy.
0: It's <laughs> almost like there's uh, you know some court uh, some kind of like uh, coordinated. I don't know, like class solidarity happening here between all of these
2: things. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. We're so paranoid. I don't My know. God. I hate
0: to engage in all conspiratorial right, thinking, guys.
2: <laughs> let's, uh, let's all take off our tinfoil hats and um, talk yeah. about how great the coverage on MSNBC was this morning. <laughs> um, definitely not collusion well i was gonna say i think just last thing about the debate is that i like really missed uh listening to it in the discord and thank you to our mod solidarity b for hosting in our stead because the panel wasn't able to make it yeah seriously thank it was you. so yeah. much harder without y'all to get through that one um
0: mm-hmm. oh actually that reminds me um good thing that solidarity b did that in our discord because a bunch of streamers actually got yes. shut down for uh streaming the debate um, and what's funny about that is if you look today, um, the, the, basically the reason that the, uh, streams were taken down, including like Chapo, uh, like Chapo's stream was taken down and a, a, mm-hmm. a bunch of other like prominent, you know, people with Twitch accounts or whatever who were streaming the debate. Um, None did of them get, had
2: footage by the way. Right. Did the get worst shut down. Some audio.
0: Did get shut down for uh digital millennium copyright, uh, act, uh, violations and the entity that made the DMCA claims has just vanished
2: right they were apparently oh a cbs says that they hired a political consulting firm mm. to do it mm. um you know is i that mean the same
0: political consulting firm they hired to fill the seats
2: yeah basically
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway
2: i mean part of it is just like the debates the critique of medicare for all the fucking red baiting this is all just ad strategy yeah all of it mm-hmm. okay the twitch streams were pulled off bloomberg had an ad air by accident scare quotes uh weird extra commercial breaks there was one extra bonus question in the end that like made more sense in like a uh a talent competition than a presidential debate and there was a commercial break on either side it was just like the whole thing is just ads it's not tinfoil hattie i think to think that you know what i mean i let's move on to medicare for all i'm sorry yes get off that get off that
3: yeah exactly (laughs) fair
2: um, all right, let's get into some of the latest attacks on Medicare for All. There have been a couple of really fun new attacks. Um, our favorite Lancet study that was released last week is suddenly drawing a little bit of scrutiny. Um, I'm not totally sure when PolitiFact got into the business of peer reviewing medical studies. But, um, <laughs> yeah,
0: indeed.
1: yeah, you know, they, they have, they have uh, uh, unbeknownst to many, PolitiFact... Indeed, has its own medical journal, which it runs internally to to Politifact,
3: (laughs) which is great.
1: Well, they They just want to be
3: thorough, Phil. I mean. Yeah, definitely.
2: I'm impressed. Like, what a bold and innovative (laughs) rebrand on their part. Politifact is now, you know. Well, they're. They're branching out, you a know, a medical journal. Well, I think yeah.
0: I think the <laughs> they doctors. I think the main thing here and like to, uh, you know, to take us into what will probably uh, constitute the bulk of what we'll talk about.
2: Not probably definitely for
0: uh, for this episode is. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, contextually, like we're in a situation now where um, even even a bunch of the centrist out the outlets out there are essentially um, admitting that Bernie Sanders is the presumptive like frontrunner. Right. For the -hmm. for the nomination Mm -hmm. that has come with a whole fresh hell of attacks on Medicare for all um, from basically like every corner imaginable. I mean, just to really well, we're going to go through them, but just to list them really quick. Like um, this includes like uh, old old favorites who have been uh, attacking before, like the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Um, People like, you know, people like PolitiFact and other uh, sort of you know thoughtful wonk uh thought leader figures or whatever (laughs) who are attacking (laughs) who are attacking the uh it was a joke who are attacking the the study in the lancet that we talked about last week at length Mm -hmm. um and even uh old elizabeth warren has gotten into the fray on attacking medicare (laughs) for all this week so she just wants to be in the conversation you know She's
2: at the table. Literally, she does not need to do this. She's already at the table. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's a
3: little it's a little uh, it's a little fucking annoying. Well,
2: I'd really love to start with this PolitiFact um, situation. Yeah. So PolitiFact started doing like the lie of the year in 2009. Death panel was actually the first one um Yay.
0: not the podcast, the not the podcast unfortunately the not us but yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're not founded <laughs> we'd love to be the lie of the year so politifact yeah. who i would say in past years during presidential uh, election cycles have sort of stuck to like is this like statistic or scenario uh that was quoted live on tv true or not and and as the years have gone on they've gotten more and more editorialized shall we say Mm -hmm. and uh after we're just more
1: concerned with things that are based not on fact a sort of well i mean in a sense not on something that's like you know you know is there a town called carvel in pennsylvania uh, (laughs) right which is very much what it used
2: to be yeah
1: shout out to wonder boys reference um (laughs) but uh but like is but like you know how much will this cost how much will this policy cost when there are many different assumptions that one could make that would so like rather than rather than treating it as like, are these assumptions reasonable? It then is that uh, debate is remade into, is this a fact or not, which is doing a whole lot of violence to exactly what it is. People do when they analyze things.
3: Well, and and also what, what constitutes like a uh, policy proposal too, right? Like it just so happens that like the Sanders, you know, Medicare for all proposal, like, Happens to to correspond to a uh, a house and a senate bill. No,
1: I mean, so I, I just think that it's like the. So we could we could talk about like what Politifact challenged about this, but like again, this paper that was published, which did some analysis on, you know, how much Medicare for all will save sort of in a global context, uh, saving like $450 billion a year, save the lives of 68,000 people. You know, there's mm-hmm. some aspects of the paper that, you know, on the, uh, especially like on the cost side, they're open to debate it's it's there are different assumptions that you make uh, about these scenarios and and yeah they're open to debate and that's what you do i don't know in a medical journal is that you mm-hmm. like have a study and then right. you can debate the assumptions publish another paper publish a critique yeah. and so on um but it's it, it is one so i one thing that i think i find deeply deeply wrong and troubling and uh, i just think that it is beneath uh, academics who study health policy to do this is to uh, somehow equate this study with something that the Trump administration, uh, through CMS put out to defend work requirements. Um, I've seen that done and it's like, no, no, no. uh... Yeah. So the, the Trump administration put out something, uh, to defend work requirements that was like, it wasn't a study. It wasn't anything. It was somebody abjectly and deliberately probably misreading academic evidence that had nothing to do with uh, what they were proposing mm-hmm. and just interpreting it as such. This is mm-hmm. a study that has been peer-reviewed. It has some assumptions in it, some uh, numbers that are you know open to dispute, but right. it is those are not the same thing though those no. two those <laughs> two things are not in the same class of uh, of, of of evidence. Um, and so the idea that like, it was wrong of say Sanders to like cite this study in defense of his policy, or you know, that there's something nefarious going on, or that
0: it is quote mostly false or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that it's mo-
1: what is the, what is the rating here on this stupid politi- yeah. politifact meter? This is this is appalling. Mostly false. I, I think it's the the idea that it. Okay, so one of the big criticisms <laughs> of this right is that it cherry picks data. This is from right. that Politifact thing. They argue that it cherry picks data when it's calculating mortality effects. So one of the thing things that the study does is it says that you know Medicare for all will um, uh, save 68,000 uh, lives, and that figure is based on a 2009 paper, um, and it's sort of like drawing some evidence from that paper. But okay, there's a body of research that has come out since that paper was published and has offered different a range of different estimates okay fine right but it is this is something that is done every day as a matter of course when say the epa makes judgments about the life-saving effects of its policies which it is required to do in cost-benefit analysis under the omb's uh circular so the idea that this this study is like unique in its like it chose a number to use for its estimates. It also provided a range of different numbers and it sort of said like, you know, here's the range. We're looking at this under a variety of different estimates. They're not, that's not like cherry picking. And even if you want to argue that it is, this is done in regulatory impact analysis all the time. So people are saying this, they have, you have no clue, right? How policy really works. You choose a number based on available research and then you, calculate like value of statistical life with that number um you know again challenge it talk about the assumptions but you're not allowed to just say this is false or this is cherry picking you have to actually like make an argument about what's going on here and why this is not just a wrong number to use not just a debatable but if you really want to claim that it's cherry picking you have to say why this is the wrong number
0: yeah prove the underlying Mm -hmm. assumption wrong completely right right
1: But instead, this is just this is just casting aspersions.
0: Yeah. And on top of that, casting aspersion using exclusively like so like PolitiFact, if you notice, like they cite someone from the Urban Institute. They cite someone from the fucking Rand Corporation. And then there's like uh, there's there's someone who, like, I guess, possibly studies mortality statistics or something like that from Harvard. But these are just like you're clearly this is not again, you know, to Phil's point, this is not how like first of all, like PolitiFact is not engaged in the business of peer review. So no. they are it's like not really appropriate for them to be weighing in and saying that this like again peer reviewed study is false or mostly false and then also you have, in order to prove it false, in order to say that, you know, you've essentially done as PolitiFact the peer review or whatever. It's it's like if you were asking someone about, like, you were trying to evaluate a study about, like, sugary drinks or something. And then they went to, like, Mike Bloomberg to comment.
2: But that's what they <laughs> always do. That's, I know that's
0: what they always like, do. I'm just it, saying. This is,
2: like, a thing that's, like, always complained about from the, like, more, um, like, vanilla scientific community. There's, like, a great Twitter account that's called, like, In Mice Where they like Mm -hmm. quote tweet stories um, written by like popular media outlets. Like I would argue that political fact is not an expert, not a collection of experts, but just a fucking media outlet like any other online blog. Right. And what do these blogs do when they um, share studies? Well, they misrepresent what the purpose of a fucking peer reviewed study is in the first place. They often misrepresent the data and they use it to say whatever they need. So in a way, PolitiFact is just sort of sticking to the standard uh, thing as if this was a study about how chocolate will extend your sex life 12 more years and help you grow longer hair, you know, (laughs) in mice. Essentially, you know, it's like the one of the experts, the one that you were mentioning from the Urban Institute is a guy named Robert Berenson, who says that this study, albeit like being peer reviewed and in a prestigious journal, um, it shouldn't be given deference. You know what that guy studies? Hospital pricing. Yeah. But I want (laughs) to I want
1: to sort of like get us I want to like take us one step back. Right. From this the way that we're the way that the way that even we have found ourselves like caught in this like web, right? The there are all of these questions about, like why are we talking about this policy in this way? Or like why does this why is this particular thing uh being used as like the club with which to mm-hmm. like beat beat something over the head? Why even does Bernie Sanders feel compelled to like cite this Lancet study right, right. in defense of of Medicare for all? It's because you know, there's this sort of like weird tribe of people that are like policy analysts of one sort of uh, or another. Right. And they like, they talk in very, um, in a very like specific sort of like language about public policy. And they have debates about the assumptions that we make about different studies. Right. And like, you know, in one sense, like this is all grist for like the seminar room and that's great. (laughs) Um, but it is something that like, it doesn't translate well into the political sphere. Once it crosses the boundary, any kind of nuance that would possibly exist, any kind of uh, detail about the, you know, can you imagine Bernie saying, it's going to save 68,000 lives under different assumptions. It might be different numbers of lives. Um, (laughs) Like it's, you know, it, it doesn't make this transition very well. And I think it's arguably like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why this is the way that we have to talk about public policy. Right. I think we've, in a sense, we've like given in or, you know, uh, political leaders have given into this technocratic kind of uh, set of fallacies that like the right way to talk about policy is, you know, it will do such and such. It will have this precise point estimate effect. Um, Mm -hmm. and that becomes like the criterion for showing that you're serious. Right. Well, it's and the like and a thing one in
2: one out mentality, you know, all
1: well, right. And the easiest thing, the easiest thing to like measure or like evaluate. And this is sort of one of the reasons why it gets talked about so much besides the fact that it's just bad faith, um, you know, uh, clubbing is is cost. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny to me that, like, I was going back and reading. I was sending Artie this today. I was like going back and reading primary debates uh, yeah. between Democrats going you know sort of all the way back to like the 90s. And what's really funny is the the degree to which like platitudes and like v- vagueness about plans are just is just completely accepted um, on, mm-hmm. on most things. Like you, you don't really get hard, tough questions about like how much is this going to cost? Mainly because if people are having a discussion about cost in the nineties, they're just talking about the size of the deficit. That's it. (laughs) Like that, that, that just like dominates that discussion. And so like, and then the project becomes like, how do you lower the deficit, et cetera. Um, and then what happens like after the, or like in the midst of the financial crisis is like Obama and Clinton are having this like debate and like his thing is like, yeah, the affordable care act is like very vague, but he says, but, and we have a plan to pay for it. That's, I think, the first example of that that you see. Um, and it's like, it's really bizarre to me that in like the midst of a financial crisis, when like maybe you'd want to be doing more, you know, deficit spending to like, b- b- uh, to get the economy going, that like you're talking about a plan, you know, the, the sort of like the definition of what a good policy is, is something that pays for itself. It's really, really bizarre.
3: But doesn't it sort of make sense that like, uh, you know, after like the sort of 90s right line of like balance the budget, like government spending has to like, you know, match like, uh, you know, like like tax collection and 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 all of that, like bullshit rhetoric that like people and sort of the like personal responsibility in government, like a- a- as applied to government. Don't you think it kind of makes sense that that they would be perfectly primed for for that to be like a winning message in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it, look the, the, the logic of it and like why it begins to happen makes sense. But I think mm-hmm. the, the thing is like we've now, even to the point where we've progressed beyond that, It still is the th- like, you know, one of the most beautiful things about politics is you literally don't have to accept the frame of the question that you are given. <laughs> and in fact, if you do, and it's a frame that's disadvantageous to you, you shouldn't accept it. And that's the thing that's like beautiful about Bernie not leading on the issue of like pay for is because it is a bad frame. It is a frame that's being given to you in bad faith. If you accept it and go down that route, it is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: One One of the things that people have like been using to poke holes in this Lancet study is the idea of like utilization percentages. Mm-hmm. Sort of that there are certain claims that are not founded in terms of like, uh, by insuring uninsured or underinsured people that, uh, utilization would not necessarily go up because it would sort of spread like with people getting primary care, it would spread out and take a uh, priority away from like emergency room visits, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, like, a bunch of people have been saying, yeah, well, this is totally not necessary because, like, with the expansion of the ACA Medicaid programs, uh, electronic health records were made. So the government already has, and you're, you, the government has all the information. And, um, you know, isn't the easier way to organize all of your electronic medical records in, a, like, a risk pool in a group under one <laughs> thing instead of, like, letting the government do it? And it's like... <laughs> It's kind of amazing because it makes me wonder if these people have ever tried to get their prescription data from their insurance company. Because I,
3: was, ju- I was just going to say, I had this exact experience today, B. Yeah. Uh, like, Tell us. I, I, I saw a new doctor, right? Like, Uh uh-huh. I got the standard, like, you know, all like the 10 jillion questions that they have to ask if it's very clear that like they don't have your medical history, right? Um, or any of your medical records. And like like literally you know the you know digitizing like i don't know like all the medical records like clearly like doesn't actually work because like when i did see a new doctor with new insurance right like just nothing was there and i had to like i and the primary care provider had to like guess when the last time i had a tetanus booster was <laughs> like
2: right i mean like you know. literally that i think the the thing that's so funny is that you know people could say all right well we've got like issues relating to like electronic health records that won't be solved by having one single payer, but could be solved by having broader expanded networks that would put people into shared, uh, ecosystems, uh, (laughs) instead.
3: It's like, (laughs) why not?
2: Yeah. Why not
3: go down to fewer networks even? Right. What about
2: like, will you let us pass, um, Medicare for all if we call it, One network ecosystem to (laughs) hem all people into a shared, (laughs) um, you know, a shared risk pool. How about if we raise it that way? Will you will you let us move forward then? You know, I mean, like,
3: or if we just call it Aetna, right? Medicare for all will be like Hannibal Lecter, just like wearing the face of the insurance company that killed.
1: Like (laughs) this, the um. But the, the, like the thing is just like, at, at what point can you imagine like that being the, the sort of like the way that you advertise your like plan to people, like what on earth, like at what point do we just have, have to just say like, maybe we've allowed policy analysts to have too much influence on the culture. Maybe they're having too much influence on the culture. <laughs> You know,
2: um, do you want to hear my favorite take that I've seen so far?
1: Oh, please do. Um,
2: that the study would not—the uh, study claims that fraud would fall, but how would fraud fall when you remove the checks on fraud by getting rid of insurance administrators? Boom!
1: <laughs> oh my god! Uh, how have you ever? Who, uh, <gasps> wow, I have. I have not read <laughs> that galaxy brain. Uh, <laughs> They they don't know that there are basically a negligible rate of fraud in like countries that have single payer, do they? They don't. Well, they're not familiar with that. Well,
2: <laughs> let's be honest. No, like no one has this single payer either. Um, right. Which I, which I think is like an important thing that that doesn't get mentioned often enough. Like I think mm-hmm. you know when we when we use um, peer reviewed medical studies in my treatment because I have a I have a weird disease so there's like not research on it so you have to like sort of uh make an educated guess right like you use a medical like a peer-reviewed medical study as a um A rubric of something you might want to try like in um, elementary school science class where you have to fill out the hypothesis worksheet it's (laughs) um it's a proposal it's an analysis of data relating to that it is a study it is not um in and of itself like a law or a prescript. you know it's not like um binding in any way but for whatever reason whenever um Whenever it says that we can reinforce the status quo, then somehow a study is binding. But when it says that like a patient right. should maybe try a medicine because their diseases are like ninety nine percent similar, the only difference is like one doesn't happen often enough to be studied, then this then the study's experimental, of course. You right. know what I mean? Right.
1: No, that's that's very true. It actually sort of reminds me of the the like the story about like welfare reform in ninety six, that like there was this there was this research, I mean, so like people argue that like research somehow informed that, that like congressional debate. Right. But like it did, it didn't, or the research that did inform that debate was like absolute garbage. Uh, (laughs) there was this, you know, there was like this welfare program, like Southern California. And it, it claimed to show that like, you know, teaching people these skills and like the, the, you know, the standard neoliberal discipline model, you know, Mm -hmm. claim to show that this like, you know, really increased um, rates of, you know, employment and like earnings, blah, blah, blah. You know, regardless of the fact that what was going on in the background of this program was like, job openings were like increasing and like the economy was just getting better (laughs) in Southern California at that particular period of time.
3: They Uh, happened to study it at like a point when, Oh,
1: right. It's like this idea that like analysis should be the veto point on this study. And the idea that like it's, it's somehow analysts or some like network of analysts and not like the political process where we should be, deciding this or like it's in the pages of like Vox and the Lancet that we should be like actually hashing this out and not like Congress is absurd to me. Right. That's like clearly most of these decisions are going to get made in committee, you know, (laughs) anyway. So like why, like why does everything need to be so crystalline at the beginning?
3: Right. Well, I think the thing that it, to me, at least this whole like just stupid fucking pay for like you know the rabbit hole of this like pay for conversation that we've unfortunately burrowed down is that it like obscures i think the fact that right the goal of medicare for all is uh to keep people from dying um and (laughs) right and like well when but when when you're making making it sound
2: like (laughs) i mean but, um, but
3: but what i'm saying is like when you lead with that like that's a much more like you know persuasive honest and like prudent place to start your policy conversation right you know
2: yeah i mean it's over the part where like that's not how anyone has those conversations i mean it's like you're making it seem like it's like a um a common thing for someone to like go into a political debate like and, and lead with their ideas of what they want to do, right? But unfortunately, that's not what anyone seems to do when they talk about policy anymore. It's all talking about your record and your history or, like, whatever you did 10 years ago or didn't do 20 years ago or whatever. And, like, in the context of this, like, Bernie's basically the only one that's like, yeah, there's a problem. Like, here's what I want to do. Like, even Liz Warren won't go there anymore. Right. It's
3: like, I have some values. I think that they're good values. And
2: I think we should uh, we should work
3: towards those. Like,
1: yeah, but it, how
2: much is it going to cost, Vince? <laughs> <laughs> well, but this is the, but
3: this is partly
1: the thing, which is that like I think the like the results of public po- major social policy reforms for like the last twenty years, or show should f- like fundamentally evince one thing, which is that like having the debate along these very narrowly contoured lines of you know can you both do the thing that you claim you want to do and pay for it right now it's mm-hmm. pure number one purely an artifact of our budgeting our really 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 screwed up budgeting process where we like have this fictional idea that everything that we spend right now has to be paid for right now and like accounted for right now and that like somehow like raising the deficit is just bad That's just like, that's more as morally wrong as allowing people to die. It's like a trolley, trolley problem situation. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. like those fetters have like created this absolutely like black hole of, of like debate, but they've also, what they've done is they produced evidence of like what it's like to create policies under that set of context, And what you get is the affordable care act. And I'm sorry <laughs> if you think like that is not a good piece of legislation period. It is really? a, 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 it is a piece of legislation that by, by many measures, like a lot of the things that uh, we really uh, need to do uh, to, uh, to lower costs, to uh, you know, control the amount of money that people are spending out of pocket on, on healthcare to reduce the, I don't know, just sort of beyond all of the, the calculable things, just like reduce all of this intangible, intangible, like fear that people feel around, you know, where they're going to, what's going to happen to them if they get in to some, you know, accident or have some kind of incident that leads them to go into medical like bankruptcy. So like, but or like, even this worse
2: is... than that, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's that one Bernie surrogate whose 22-year-old daughter died because, um, like, she couldn't prove that she had insurance, so she wasn't treated, had a blood clot in her leg, got in an airplane a week later, and died 24 hours later. I think she was, like, 22 years old and died of, like, a pulmonary embolism or cardiac arrest for, like, no good reason other than the fact that, like... I think an upper middle class girl goes in with like no insurance information. And even though mom says like, it's fine, I'll pay for it. Like your children are not safe. Even if they're under 26 and still on your insurance, your children are not safe. Even if you're Mm -hmm, just going to pay for it. Right. Like it really doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. And it's not just like debt. That's the problem. Right.
1: And it's, and so it's like, it it is, we actually have the ability to stop talking about policy in this way and start focusing on the, the, Both what's calculable in terms of what what policies will do, their life-saving effects and so on, but also what's intangible. Um, Mm -hmm. There is this whole, the whole thing that if you read like a policy analysis textbook, it will say like, you can use cost-benefit analysis, which I, by the way, this entire debate over Medicare for All, they haven't been, no one has, (laughs) it's just cost analysis, there's no benefits really like commensurated into it, but... Even the handbooks on like cost benefit analysis say this is a fine method to use as long as there aren't too many intangible or intangibles at stake. As long as there mm-hmm. aren't too many, say, moral values at stake uh, yeah. or ethical <laughs> principles at stake. And it's like, like oh yeah, uh, you guys, you guys just didn't read <laughs> that part of the handbook, did you?
3: Well, yeah. It's like when when, yeah. when was the last time? Uh, like on one hand, right? They like check with an economist, and then on the other hand, they check with like an ethicist. Yeah, I don't know how many ethicists.
2: <laughs> I feel like that- they check. They check with. Priests, more uh, priests, and economists more often than anyone. Obviously, (laughs) economists
1: are a kind of a kind
0: of priest. Clearly, Liz Warren does. I mean, she made a point to praise God at the end of her debate comments. Yeah the
1: the Liz the Liz uh, issue is like the the things that she's saying about Medicare for all seem to be getting more and more, in a sense, bizarre.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Liz Warren led a full on attack on medicare for all Is in that my mind today i don't know i, I thought mean, it she's...
2: was possibly the sign uh, like one of the five signs of a stroke
0: <laughs> i mean the <laughs> thing that um the thing that like incenses me to no end about i mean i can i i think uh again to a certain extent i saw all the like centrist attacks coming mostly because they're all the same goddamn line as we've ever heard and especially because frankly like you know i mean one of the reasons in fact that we made a whole week of programming medicare for all week listen to it if you haven't basically um is that uh you know there are a lot of uh, lingering uh you know narratives and uh, otherwise like unanswered in the public forum questions about medicare for all all of them have answers um it's very easy to like have someone just you know like most of i feel like most of the pundits in the last week who've had like negative things to say about medicare for all have either like done you know misinterpretations of like the lancet study as we mentioned before um or have jumped in with things that are predominantly like have predominantly been answered before they just weren't paying attention again this is one of the (laughs) things that i've you know uh ragged on even like uh, frankly particularly a bunch of liz warren stands about but um we've been very negative about uh some of the some of the ways that liz warren has approached medicare for all uh on the podcast before but i think that the frankly most egregious i mean a lot of the things that she's done in terms of backtracking have been pretty egregious but like i think one of the most egregious uh like sets of attacks has come really just in the last 24 hours uh since liz has basically pivoted to the line that frankly a lot of her twitter supporters have been using again people who haven't paid attention to this stuff um saying things like Bernie doesn't have a transition plan, like a plan to implement it, and that Bernie doesn't have a plan to pay for it, as though those two things are... Well, one, as though the uh, transition plan isn't planned, isn't, like, literally part of the bill that Mm -hmm. is in the Senate. Mm -hmm. And two, as though, like, the the pay-for thing, which we've been, you know, discussing almost too much here, is, like, has any legs to it, is, like, super...
2: Yeah, my phone necessary. autocorrects a lot of words that start with PA into pay for now.
0: Right. But I mean this website <laughs> this like website that she uh released. It's today. like
2: an infographic <sighs> page on her website. Uh Elizabeth Warren.com slash healthcare plans compared.
1: No Ooh. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Medicare oh, for boy. all.
2: here we go public option proposals when i first saw this i thought oh my god is she like actually come out for a public option and this is her saying like public option is better but no she is pretending that she
0: i mean practically though because in in the in the mischaracterization of the sanders plan here and this is the thing that makes me so fucking mad about this in the in the mischaracterization of the sanders plan and the the proposals that have been put forward here there is essentially a, frankly, she might as well be coming up for like a public option she is, yeah. for all it has for all of its political valence. Right. Because essentially you have you. This is the one other politician who's running for president who, you know, at least uses the talking point of like being pro Medicare for all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though she said that specifically she's for the sanders bill in the past or whatever she's she's trying to she's trying to create a distinction here that ultimately is just going to like further distance the people who do support her all those people in like both in our mentions and in like the you know and who just like you who you see like floating around twitter who constantly are using that attack line again of like Liz Warren did like Medicare for all first or whatever, which is bullshit. Or like Liz Warren has a pay for plan and, and Bernie doesn't, um, like all those people who are like, Liz Warren is the actual Medicare for all candidate. Again, it's a minority of people, but this is like, this is a sliver. This is a, These are, these are people out there who are like, who think they're for Medicare for all who are supporting Liz Warren. Right. Who are essentially being told the Bernie plan is inadequate. Over and over, right? it's, mm-hmm. it's
2: more that they're being and you're told, dividing like,
0: the movement potentially.
2: And they're they're now going towards the Bernie plan is not Medicare for all, right? Liz's plan is Medicare for all, and Which is she's insulting. Moving the Wait, I, have not,
1: I have not seen that. That's
0: have, you not, have you not you not seen this <laughs> this uh, web page? <laughs> Uh, can i read you you she says that the plan has premiums she draws a false equivalence of taxes yeah can i please
2: read you a couple sections because this is an unprecedented uh move from her camp in my mind in terms of like full-on redefining what medicare for all means in the minds Mm -hmm. of voters um so the second section basically this is set up as like um a web page where there's like questions on the left. It looks like if you go to like a bad Kickstarter thing for some like product and you click on their site oh and they've got like God. a template one where it's just like our team, meet our team. Like so and so went to UC Berkeley, this person went to Stanford, blah blah blah, whatever. This guy's so there's in the CIA,
3: like,
2: <laughs> right, right? McKinsey. Um, so this, this is like a-
1: spying on the death panel questions on the
2: left. With, in the center, photographs of the candidates in black and white with circles behind them, either red or green. Green is the color of Liz Warren green. Uh, Red is clearly, I guess, just not Warren. Sometimes Bernie gets green, which I guess just must mean good in this rubric. And then on the right of the photo, they sort of describe what they mean by green or red. So this is the second question. What would you have to spend on premiums? Warren, Mm -hmm. zero. No citation, no link, no nothing other than just zero. Sanders is red. Workers would be required to pay a 4% premium on every dollar of income over 29,000, parentheses, for a family of four. She just called (sighs) income taxes a premium.
0: I mean, it's the... the absolute bullshit here is that they're okay so even if you want to essentially say yes like okay if you wanted to compare these plans and you wanted to say you wanted to call new taxes or like payroll taxes for example because this is this is one of the things that was floated uh by the sanders campaign is like a is a four percent tax on uh like above twenty nine thousand dollars of like employee income or whatever right which is i want to point out less than you would pay all, the less than people pay already in uh, premiums overall the like this falls apart immediately when you look at like the Warren pay for plan which is so if you if if she's gonna say like okay so this is we're gonna call we're gonna call the tax scheme a payroll to, or we're gonna, sorry, a premium. we're gonna we're gonna call the tax scheme a premium okay. If you're going to t- call the tax scheme a premium, then you should also do that for your own candidate. So instead right. of saying zero dollars for a premium, you put oh, I don't know, uh, nine thousand five hundred dollar head tax. Actually, right. which but is says, the, which is essentially the well, Liz Warren uh, proposal. They like, don't
2: even they don't even actually like they do it more sneaky and worse than that because they basically are saying that Warren's taxes are not only like not necessarily taxes on the middle class, but taxes on your employer, but then also that Liz Warren won't tax small businesses. But that also like instead of that, the word premium means two things when within the context of this infographic. So they use it in terms of the premium premium that you would spend. But they say a 4% premium on every dollar, which is a fundamentally different definition of the word premium which is a (laughs) fucking term of art within the context of this infographic, it means two things.
0: Yeah, it's lies. It's It's lies. lies. That is the legal
2: definition of a lie. You can't have a document that's like this and purport that it says anything if you have two different definitions of the same word in the document without explaining that they're different.
1: It's funny because this is actually what Politifact was designed to uh, to deal with, you know? Yeah, I have no indeed. legal
2: experience or training and even I know that just from being a paralegal knowing that the definition section of every contract is fucking important, yeah. right? <laughs> Oh, sorry. So the next section that well, I also wanted to again, do. Though.
0: If you've been paying half attention or if I don't know, you're someone who has like a modicum of investment in Medicare for all and seeing it passed, you know, uh, two things. One, that this is just like wrong and it's like absolutely no it's like willfully wrong right, Th- right. that's the pr- that's the problem that's why like i say it's they lie straight up a lie is that this is very obviously willfully packaged to be misleading mm-hmm. which is extremely disappointing uh and then the second thing though is that again like in being willfully misleading you are you are literally doing the same sort of like uh, bad faith cherry-picking attack that Partnership for America's Healthcare Future or Pete Buttigieg's campaign does constantly, you're either uh splitting off people who like, you know, might putatively be part of uh, like the actual movement who want to or like who will fight to get Medicare for all enacted, or mm-hmm. you are or you're just like Poisoning the well for other people, like for other people You're who already Medicare don't for want all it
2: turning into fake news, which is bullshit. what Matt Iglesias uh, uh, accused yes. it of being as a disingenuous <laughs> scheme to get Bernie Sanders elected. And to be honest, in Liz Warren's defense, this creative language manipulation is happening both ways, not just to differentiate her from Sanders, but also to make the other more centrist candidates look uh, either either even worse than their positions actually are or like slightly better than Sanders. It's pretty it's pretty fantastic. So then the next one I wanted to read you guys was the does the plan lift the burden of health care costs off families with employer coverage?
3: Ugh, this one awful oh, so oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Warren is the only green, right? Literally every other person says somewhat for whatever reason. Amy Klobuchar gets red. Everyone else is orange. Warren says Yes, Elizabeth's Medicare for All plan would bring families' health costs down to nearly zero. Sanders, somewhat, Bernie's Medicare for All plan would bring families' out-of-pocket costs down to nearly zero, but it still charges premiums. Again, Again, using the first definition of the word premiums, not the second one, which was (laughs) LARFAN. but also, then it says Buttigieg's public option is more expensive than most employer coverages, but it does ban surprise billing. And then literally everyone else has that. Except so for Amy, which it just says she doesn't really have a pay for it.
0: I think we need to really which, start to acknowledge Liz Warren as the preeminent surrealist of her time. <laughs>
1: well, the, the, the But the uh, other... what if we call the premium tax? And the tax premium it is, uh,
3: is the most magnificent painting. I just... just to like uh, to 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 attack this on clearly the grounds that it was uh, conceived on, which were like that of uh, like a like sort of a a brown nosing, um, like, <laughs> I don't know, undergrad student, um, mm-hmm. because I'm assuming that that's who created and maybe even approved this. I, I don't know. But
2: we're a child. Mentali- maybe. That men- mentality,
1: a mentality probably lasts goes all the way long up, but time. Yeah, I, I mean, I think
2: it's really worth stating that I am reading the longest ones because the majority of them are like this. Um will yeah. people still need to launch crowdfunding campaigns to pay for medical bills? Warren, no. Sanders, no. Everyone else, yes. This is like not a a sophisticated thought out full on plan these are very very specific no, tweaks in a useless infographic this
3: same basically this the same mischaracterization this is this is the exact same uh like metric that it measures above it just rephrases it and then mix, mischaracterizes it slightly differently same with um Uh, does the plan raise middle class taxes which uh, honestly is an absurd like set of answers
0: to it's it's just we all know there's no middle class in America
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) where where did they go I mean their their transition plan is really fantastic because this is where the biggest sleight of hand takes place this is the prestige right that's the final trick when the in a magic show
0: Mm -hmm. oh my god this is oh god
2: how long would it take to transition to their plan <clears throat> Warren, Elizabeth's Medicare for All plan will be implemented within the first term. Why? Starting with giving anyone the chance to a join a Ooh. Medicare for All program within the first term. One hundred mm-hmm. days. I'm gonna
0: give this about mm, ten thousand Pinocchios. I'm gonna say uh,
2: if we were if the death if death panel as a term was the very first lie of the year in two thousand nine by PolitiFact, I would say that now, eleven years later, or ten years whatever, ten years later, um, we're allowed to decide the lie of the year for twenty twenty, and it is <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's Medicare for all plan will be implemented within the first term, starting with giving anyone the chance to join the Medicare for all program within the first 100 days. I think the
0: lie of the year actually is Elizabeth Warren's Medicare for all plan. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Phil.
1: No, I mean, it's like there's, you know, if you there is a very clear definition of what implementation means. If you read anything about implementation, implementation refers to what happens after a law is past. It's like the schoolhouse rock thing that they never right. did which is like what happens when the bill after he becomes a law. Oh my and God. Uh, so
2: they what cut it open,
0: they unroll right? him, they and unroll him, <laughs> He's they screaming. follow the instructions. Very large. Of him. They're yeah. holding
2: him down, um, they give him a belt to put in between his teeth, is, and they say disturbing. it'll be
1: quick. <laughs> no, no, this is very bad. I don't want to think. This. Um the so but like she's yeah, but the, the true prestige is that people don't know what implementation means and because apparently professors really like Elizabeth Warren and I've and people are like, Oh yes, I've done all these studies. i like, It's real. Prof- <laughs> it's the prof- real professor hours. Like professors mm-hmm. really like Elizabeth Warren. You know, it's funny because I would wager that at least a sizable chunk of those professors teach a class, which involves at some point them talking about what implementation is of public policy. Yeah. So I would encourage those people to go and read what that means again, um,
0: because (laughs)
2: this is
1: not that.
0: Yeah. Mm
2: -mm. Um, I mean, Phil, you're a professor, a political scientist, right? I would say that. (laughs) Go on. You're a a policy (laughs) scholar of some kind. Um, my question for you tonight is, do words have meaning within the context of policy and law? You know,
1: I I actually think that, uh, you know, to go completely post positive on this, mostly like,
3: false is what you no, like <laughs>
1: no. Apparently, they don't. And like, yeah. I, I kind of feel that like,
0: abundantly clear. Yeah, I
1: mean, like, I I sort of feel like at the point where, like, in 2012, there was this, you know, whole thing about the like the the individual mandate is like, is that permissible under like the interstate commerce clause? And it's like. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So then we're having this uh, discussion about whether or not that interstate commerce clause like permits people to like or permits government to to require commerce to like come into being. This like no one prior to to NFIB versus Sibelius thought that that was plausible. But like language truly doesn't. I mean, it's we are the the policy state. The 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 world of policy has created a, a lexicon. That is this manipulable. That's the pro- mm-hmm. the problem is that right. we let policy analysts get too powerful at some point, or at the very least, some point people started that like this language, uh, just diffused in ways that like yeah, it was shor- it was shorn of all its meaning. I mean, Dan Rogers' book *Age of Fracture* has this. Um, it begins with like the the line like you know, we lost the words at some point, like the, like at some point, yes, this, the, these words just sort of like bounce, uh, back and forth and, and yeah, they circulate until they have no meaning anymore. Uh,
2: so mostly no really, really is
3: your answer. So, I mean,
2: I, i kind of feel like this is an opportunity though, because I, I think like if I, I, again, I keep saying this like every fucking episode and I'm sorry, please cut this out already if you're sick of hearing this, but if I were a Warren supporter, I would be so frustrated right now. Right? Mm -hmm. Or do none of her supporters actually give a shit about Medicare for all?
0: I think the problem is that a lot of them probably assume that she's got it. Like that's the that's the thing. I think that's the difference. I think a lot she's of people rapidly probably
2: undoing the definition of it, this thing as she's running for president. What is she going to do when she gets elected?
0: Let me put it this way: uh, today, a story came out in the Guardian uh, that was about the way that the Sanders campaign is organizing in uh, in parts of California and the and specifically in the Inland Empire, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how they're organizing uh, Amazon factory workers and people who are engaged in. Uh, in activity and in like political action uh against the like the widespread uh you know in, increased build out of like not only Amazon warehouse but other logistics warehouses and other uh and you know like the increased presence of trucking in the inland empire this is about
2: 60 miles uh east of la
0: right making it uh making it essentially like one of one of the places in the country with like the worst uh air conditions we've talked like on Mm -hmm. the podcast before about um about newark the the ironbound and everything and all the all the terrible um health uh health impacts that happen there um one Thank you things, to Bloomberg for that too by the way. One of the things in this in this article about how the Sanders campaign is organizing uh Amazon factory workers and other workers in the area is uh was that they were they go to the workers, they go to the people who are organizing um they skip out on a lot of the local politicians there was a line that like the local politicians are jealous because they you know they'll talk they'll talk to like the workers who are their friends but like Sanders won't go in and have FaceTime him himself Sanders himself mm-hmm. will not go in and have FaceTime with like the local politicians they'll go he'll go and talk to people one of the people that they talked to was saying that the reason that he's in this fucking fight now uh and I I, I I I posted the screenshot of this on Twitter because it fucking literally made me cry and then it made me so fucking angry that I couldn't talk, I couldn't like speak for like 10 minutes after this. One of the... Do you want me to read it? No. One of the people said that he was fucking fighting for this because his niece lives in a home that is surrounded by seven warehouses. She... (laughs) Has chronic asthma. She can never fuck. She'll probably never fucking get rid of it. And when she has to go to the ER, sorry, I'm breaking up again. No. But when she has to go to the ER because of her asthma, because of living around these fucking factories, I'll get through this and I'll edit it to make it sound more impassioned, but she has to wear, she has to wear like a snow white costume because she wants to, if she has to go to the ER, at least she wants to look like a princess. <laughs> and for the love of god like if you're sorry (laughs) i need to sell this because it's gonna sound (laughs) way too blue on uh, the recording but and for the fucking love of god if if you're gonna ignore people like not just that because this wasn't a story about medicare for all and I'm, i'm losing a bit of my uh composure and my like uh and where i was exactly in explaining this but like if you're going to like go out and basically for the purposes singularly of political gain, snub your face at people who, for whom these are life and death policies, Yeah, right? That's right. Then excuse me, but fuck you. You have absolutely no right to like, like to pretend that you're, that you're fighting for those people. You are not fighting Mm -hmm. for those people. You are fighting for yourself and it is, terrible this is this is disgraceful but, i mean that same challenge.
2: organizer uh lost his mother at 56 to cancer and mentioned that of the elders in the uni- in the like uh um the organization that he's in uh three mm-hmm. of the four founding women who started it i believe was that correct three of the four founding uh, people four or of the five or, actually four of the fo- four of the five have Thank died you. of cancer died of cancer like uh there was a, a thing that was published today that showed um I think it was like a a study, a public health study between like just the tri-state area and Mm -hmm. it showed a direct correlation between um, unregulated like chemicals and hair straightening products and predominance of like fatal and highly aggressive breast cancer in black women. (laughs) Like these chemicals are in everything that come out of the cars, they come out of the factories and like children play outside and this is the air that they breathe. And like we live in a country that should not have a single city that has the worst air.
0: Yeah. Well, you know he, what I mean? Like, and, anyway, I'm sorry if I bummed everyone out. No, no,
1: no, no. But, but this is what you, I think what you illustrate Artie, is in that story being one example of it is that, and I, at the risk of sounding like a, I don't know, a populist here. Um, (laughs) You wouldn't want to do that. Why would you
2: ever want to do that?
1: But I I I think this is what's, what's missed, which is that there are decisions that have influenced the way that this debate has gone. That is so, that are so toxic and so cruel because they excerpt and like bracket all of Like all of like what is most meaningful about what what we're supposed to be doing with public power. And Mm -hmm. I, I think that like the criteria of like how we judge public policy, the criteria for how we choose whose voice matters and who has the authority to speak about it, like those are not given those change. And like yeah. we have, we have been, we have delegated and deferred to people who have absolutely no moral ground to stand on. Like the decision now has to come back to society. It's, it's our choice now Yeah, mm-hmm. they've given well, up, they've failed, right? It's, it yeah. is, this is, that's where it's going to sound like um am like a, a, a populist, but it's like only in the sense that the people who we've entrusted to make these decisions, the people who we've entrusted to like guide us on on this way, they haven't been able to do anything uh, about mm-hmm. a situation like this. And, right. and, and their entire way of dealing with it, their entire like vocabulary for dealing with it, pretends that these stories really don't exist. Right, yeah mm-hmm.
2: Or that they don't matter, right, or that those people don't matter. I mean vince you and i were texting earlier today about uh the um story that came out that was talking about Not, it wasn't like some surprise thing it was just like literally being like (laughs) yo remember that radio show that bloomberg did while he was mayor do you remember that one time (laughs) he called social security a ponzi scheme right yeah oh so great camp
3: possibly have been the only time he had a radio show for what like six years or something
0: like that
2: i think the entire time so that would be 12
0: 12 can't wait to see what comes out of that i saying
2: that number out loud because he likes to remind people that new york elected him three times i like to remind people that the new york that elected him were the very same people that were bailed out and the New York that didn't elected <laughs> okay. him, most of us voted for the rent is too damn high guy, and not for Bloomberg. Yeah, well, in the Democratic primary, I mean, you know, well, whatever.
3: And, I mean, the other the other thing to note was just that he uh, he had city hall or he had uh, the city council make a one-time exception so that he could run for a third fucking term he's a fucking
2: despot people are are calling him an oligarch being like oh i don't know if it's too harsh he is a fucking he was a dictator his police commissioner said the point of stop and frisk was to make sure that people of color were afraid to leave their homes Mm -hmm. like it's he's a dictator
0: i um i do want to point out that this like this sort of like point about like not just the experts but sort of the like the general consensus or whatever obviously right now we're we are in this uh scenario where again as i mentioned at the top like we're like Sanders is the, like the presumptive front runner, even like, you know, we have, uh, I listened to the, the entirety of a pod save America for Oof. the first time in a long time. And it's interesting because oh, yes. they were, you know, couldn't embracing, finish it. <laughs> well, no, I finished it. I, I actually finished how. it. I, it. I, I went all the way through. <clears throat> and, uh, let me tell you Vince, you will be rewarded if you try to finish it because towards the end, John Favreau straight up says, I will quote, I'm going to say this verbatim. Uh, if, Bernie Sanders wants to win in the general, he should become Sherrod Brown. Um, <laughs> so so just, just making his you know, more gravelly. Far. They also well. spend about 10 minutes towards the end uh, discussing how uh, how much of a liability the word socialism is for Bernie, and how he okay. should like pivot away from that, basically, oh, okay. and show how and like so. There's no. There's can we pause there po- for a second? Let me just say, there's no political compass in these people that like shows that the like w- could possibly even begin to understand that like socialism may be a positive force. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, something like, that people like, actually can, want. Can we do that thing that
2: they do on one of the John's shows where they say, "Okay, stop," and yeah. they pause for a second? <laughs> can we just talk about? That's fucking anti-Semitic of them. To be like, when they say socialism, like, okay, I'm sorry. This I was talking to my grandmother the other day, and my grandfather's been dead for many years, and I was like, you know, Grandma, who do you think Pop-Up would have voted for? And she's like, he would have been so proud to vote for the first Jewish president, but it's like so gross how they're talking about Jews on the news, you know? They just keep saying Jew this, Jew that, and I was like, that's so weird, Grandma. And I realized at the end of the conversation that when she said Jews, she meant, Socialism, like because <laughs> yeah. to her, yeah. as someone who lived through the McCarthy era, who's right. as someone who was married to a Jewish man whose entire family was wiped out or denied entry to the United States under Nazi Europe, right? To her, when she hears people using so, she's a Republican, by the way, she voted for Trump. Like when she hears socialism being used in the media, she's like, oh what are they doing in anti-Semitism today?
0: Yeah. right. You know what
2: I mean? Like that's what it means for people for generations. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's, I mean like, and if, if there's not an opportunity to like speak to that uh, or, or to like at least illustrate the history of how this term has been used, then it's something like, then, you know, and and if Democrats don't want to like at least explicate how even the only sort of like, potter familias of their own party like harry s truman was called a socialist fdr was called like right. if they don't want to like talk about that history mm-hmm. yeah they're they're cutting off their own nose right that's right. that's yeah no i mean it's just it seems like a missed it seems like a missed uh missed opportunity yeah
0: i think uh i mean say the least and kind of where kind of where i was going with this because the pod save thing was a bit of was just actually a digression but the the where I was going with bringing up the pod save thing, for example, is like where the where the sort of like consensus center lies right now. I think there's a I think there's a really I, ca- I caught a really indicative moment in this. Uh, you know, there's all this uh, wh- like whether it's like the pod save guys having like their own specific type of uh, like weird uh, like freak out or coping mechanism for this or whether it's yeah, someone like Chris, what it is, what Chris Matthews, doing. uh, freaking out on MSNBC, uh, like the really obvious examples or whatever. I think there, there are a few moments we've started to see, uh, that really show you kind of like where the overall political or like almost like moral compass is, I guess, uh, for a bunch of these people who are like reacting to this, uh, presumptive front runner mm-hmm. status. Uh, I want to point out something that I, uh, I, Caught that didn't get a lot of attention um but that is uh, so someone was talking to uh someone from uh fan favorite of the show uh one of our one one of our dearest uh, lovely think tanks that we we just uh love as a source but a uh, third way um, oh my
2: favorite someone was talking were to a
1: third
0: way.
2: Every night when I go to sleep, I dream of the third way. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. Um,
2: It's
1: that song by, it's that song by fastball, the third way.
0: (laughs) 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 But so, um, so let me, let me uh, read this quote from Matt Bennett of third way in 30 plus. He's speaking of Sanders uh, win in Nevada. In 30 plus years of politics, I've never seen this level of doom. I've never had a day with so many people texting, emailing, calling me with so much doom and gloom. Today is the most depressed I've ever been.
2: What about the day after the election in 2016 though, bro? Yeah. Or any,
0: he said 30 years of politics. So like this also this includes kid? the like the stolen election in 2000. This includes the fucking right. financial crisis and the shitty bailout of the banks.
2: Also 9/11, Afghanistan.
0: Right, but and that's not but those aren't even like political. Uh, I mean the 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 declaration of war on Afghanistan was like a political event, but I'm sure that he was like real real gung-ho for that. for that. It was
2: hard that day.
0: But I mean
1: I haven't seen this much doom since th- Doom 2 Hell on Earth was released.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is Do- that the actual name of Doom 2? Doom
0: 64 really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Good point. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I don't know
2: t- I don't know very much about Doom other than the fact that I want to try playing the second one sometime. Maybe
0: I'll put the uh the Great thing from the new one that's like rip and tear. Rip oh, and Oh, it's so good. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. yes. Why? Um, I don't even I'm like, so lost. But it's like very strange
3: uh like like very strange political bit
2: see I love talking about video games with you guys but I'm so fucking behind and I have such a pun intended handicap because both being blind and a girl who did not game for many years like I am so behind so I I need all of the the game reference assistance that we can provide (laughs) a reasonable accommodation for my gamer disability how about that You guys already do a lot for my regular disability. Now (laughs) I have a mental gamer disability on top of that. It's on. Thank you. So, death panel, let's shed our our Medicare for all vibes and let's dawn the vibes of pandemic paranoia. Are you ready?
3: (laughs) Really what the death panel was set up for.
2: Oh, I know. I feel like we're hit. We're gonna hit our stride. We're just gonna be like making uh, flu of nineteen eighteen jokes. Everyone's gonna know what that is in six months. It'll be great, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope not. So uh, the stock market plummeted, plummeted, plummeted. What was it? Eighteen hundred points. And right? in,
0: in two other days, I haven't been following
2: something like that. I don't, yeah, know. I don't like own. That. I don't own stock. So yeah, I was gonna do say. You say it's <laughs> do you follow the stock market, Vince?
1: No, I mean the Dow Jones fell 123 points today.
3: Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't follow baseball. Another thing that I'm not interested in. Sorry,
2: <laughs> I follow like, stock prices <laughs> of pharmaceuticals, but that's not related to my own personal wealth, and I do not use those numbers to judge the general temperature of the economy. So. I mean, the best part
0: is like, yeah, the yeah, the stock market has been uh, tumbling, but especially actually uh, opening on Monday after Bernie's Nevada win, um, the Look specifically health insurer stocks took an extra (laughs) hit. Yeah. Which is funny. They are now officially feeling the burn.
2: Well, you I love.
3: (laughs) I just like putting myself into the head of somebody who saw Bernie like I know this is not how the stock market works, but like on a schoolhouse rock level right like the person who sees bernie's win happen and then is like oh shit gotta get rid of all of my health insurance stocks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
2: like the well, collective of hey, of this. hey hey if i was a superstitious investor and i had a lot of healthcare stock right and my priority was my personal financial solvency under uh whoever is president right mm-hmm. which i'm sure is a lot of these people's Priority. Yeah, but
3: we're going to we're going to remember that you own that stock and we're going to guillotine you anyway.
2: Listen, (laughs) I would have dumped that stock, too, because, you know, what's actually never happened before from what I understand. And I have sources that I'm happy to link to for this. What has never happened before in the history of U.S. presidential electoral politics is someone getting the popular vote in the first three contests in a primary. Yes. And Bernie did that. So if I were a nervous uh, person who who maybe like fidgeted with my stock portfolio more often, which I hear is not a actually good idea to do, um, in a lot of like articles about how predatory the entire industry is and kind of useless it is, it's mm-hmm. like what. Anyways, so if I were that person, I would have fucking dumped stock two on Monday. As soon as I started seeing Bernie people tweet that over the weekend. I mean,
0: I think to be really realistic about this, a lot of that movement is not actually even necessarily the movement of like individual panicked investors. It's probably the movement of like a couple of very large stockholders and things like uh, stockholders who have it. Like uh, money managers of index funds and things like that, you know,
2: it could have a lot to do with Fox business host Charles Payne, who got up on the news at like, I think, seven o'clock in the morning on Monday before the markets opened and said, oh, my God, Bernie Sanders is going to bring socialism to the U.S. and end all of these productive jobs. Hell yeah. And um, (laughs) and completely just like Steamrolled over the fact that the news of the coronavirus outbreak basically being unable to be contained by the Chinese government um, uh, could have any effect at all. You're talking
0: about the people who are blaming the uh, because the stock market tank was like initially blamed on the coronavirus. You're talking about the people who kind of like retconned that into a capitalist, capitalism or sorry, capitalists are scared uh, exactly right. and what yeah.
2: better what better way to scare like investors uh, with um e-trade accounts right yeah. i mean to be
0: <laughs> fair this was the funniest thing to me about uh all the people who were saying that like if trump became president that the stock market would tank like how? Oh my God! Are you fucking kidding me? Do you like the whatever? I mean, this is a years. This is years ago. Frankly, though. I mean, like
2: I think a lot of anecdotal evidence would support the fact that while the stock market is doing great, Americans are not.
0: In fact, when the stock market is doing great, is probably right. explicitly when right, Americans right, are right, not right, doing great. Right. Right. Yeah, so. but, but <laughs> according
2: to Pin, this is all because of big scary capital S socialism. Hmm. So.
1: I mm. feel like it's 1920 again. It's it's the, it's of the again. 20s. No, because it's like the these there is this sort of interesting convergence of nativism, you know, fear of socialism that's you know, somehow being tied to nativism and then right. and then like uh you know, images of uh disease that are incredibly yeah. easy. I mean, like I watched the Trump press conference tonight. It, oh God. the the
3: that was funny the
1: perfor any kind of perforation that you might have thought would exist between him talking about uh you know the wall and immigration and and talking about you know the the, the pandemic i mean that that wall that, that perforation you know didn't exist um yeah it was never going to exist and of course then alex azar said uh, that uh, he couldn't promise that a coronavirus vaccine would v- be affordable for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's yeah.
2: so hard your- to incentivize the market. Well, but how we we need would want to ensure
1: that we work to make it affordable, we want to make it affordable. We can't control the price because you know we need, need to get the private sector to invest. So, <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: Oh, so no, But like, I loved Amy Klobuchar last night being like, "Donate to me because there's a child somewhere in America thinking of a vaccine somewhere." Yeah,
0: I mean, but the <laughs> yeah, that and that child is going to get a lot of private equity, um, and Clearly. they're going to they're going to get to uh, sell it for sell that vaccine for a lot of money. And in the meantime, you know, if you're Alex Azar, you know, I I get it. Why uh why go ahead and proactively inoculate people once you find the vaccine when uh, every non-inoculated person uh who's who's just you know stressed and worried about getting the virus, everyone who uh everyone who gets infected and then the people around them who you know panic to get the uh to to get the vaccine etc those are all just potential customers you're gonna lose if you actually like do something about <laughs> well, public health i mean that's the
2: thing that they always seem to lean on is like oh you can't save people from dying unnecessary cruel deaths under american health because then what will all the coffin makers do or, or what will yeah. all the good folks that go fund me do if you take away all their jobs yeah. what about all the people who've invested in healthcare care stock They're what are gonna they gonna to do
0: give up their little uh what are the rolly scooters called the little scooters razors yeah they're gonna have to give up their razor scooters that they (laughs) used to get around the office they won't be able to afford razor scooters to get to the cafe in the office at gofundme anymore
2: tbh i would love that because i've gotten hit by two dads on razor scooters in the past week while carrying my blind cane and i feel like that should be illegal I should be be given oh, yeah. restitution for being hit by a razor ridden by an adult. Mm-hmm. Um but like so uh, COVID-19 uh, coronavirus.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's
2: let's talk about this a little bit. We haven't really touched on it very much so far in the podcast and um but it's coming it's popped up and also, I mean, there are so many interesting angles on this, like, um, you know, xenophobia, racism and how businesses that are like Chinese restaurants in San Francisco are like weeks away from closing because people are so goddamn racist that they won't eat Chinese food. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the, the announcement came over this weekend that it had claimed, I think, over like twenty five hundred lives in Asia. Uh, China can't contain it to mainland um, Hong Kong is setting up quarantine procedures. Uh, it's a, probably
0: not. It's probably not containable anyway. Right. You know, yeah. so. Two
2: people have died in France. It's all over Italy. In Italy's Paris, quarantined yeah. a couple cities. cities. Um, and I think. There uh, was the first case announced uh, right before we sat down to record of right. a uh, transmission in the U.S. from someone who had not traveled
0: from like a totally unknown, unknown source. Yeah. Someone getting it right. with like no, no uh, traceable like reason that they could have that they would have. And no, no
2: I think no known contact with anyone that had traveled yeah, from Asia, uh, which doesn't and mean it's in
0: d- Northern California. So it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like whatever it's it's here. It's a it's, thing, uh, but you know, as Phil as Phil mentioned, like the Roaring Twenties are back. Uh, you know, I guess this, I guess the flu pandemic happened like slightly before the twenties, but you know, the 1918 <laughs> flu pandemic. Uh, you know, we could we could we could do it again. All I would really need is, uh, I don't know if uh, if Big Boy Trump wants to decide to like uh, go to or not even Trump actually. If it's like, think about like that debate question uh, from oh. like two debates ago that was like. Uh, is, is military force on China going to be necessary in order to like protect our trade interests or something? Like if the, uh, you know, if, if the sensible, uh, reasonable, uh, people in the center get their way, we could very well have another like world war one scale, uh, conflict that could just basically you know, create another like 1918 flu pandemic. Where well, like I don't what? know, the, flu, the 1918 flu killed more
2: people than World War One and World War Two combined. Yeah, it so. killed
0: like what 27 million people or something more. Like anyway, but it you know.
2: infected I think um one third of the global population at the time. Oh my God, and um Woo. this uh, so. COVID-19 now okay so I know uh like back in the early days of the podcast I think we told a story about how I was wearing a face mask on the subway like one of our very first episodes I had like come right home and someone spit on me because they were so mad I was wearing a face mask they were like Mm. ew get out of here well
0: thanks to coronavirus that behavior is normalized now Uh,
2: no one has spit on me In like weeks, yeah. no one's by looked that behavior, at me weird. I mean
0: wearing a mask in right,
2: <laughs> no one's looked at me weird wearing a mask with sunglasses with the blind cane. Mm-hmm. Basically, I am violating so many NYPD rules. If I was not white, I would have been like accidentally killed by a police officer, probably wearing a mask, dark sunglasses, walking around in a hoodie. Yeah, so They'd I'm be very. Like,
0: There's an Antifa.
2: Right. Like <laughs> Well, I mean I'm literally breaking a bunch of laws by covering that much of my face, but they're accommodations for my disability. So fuck the NYPD and anyways. those are bad laws. Um but <laughs> you know, uh people are freaking out. Um I think a lot of chronically ill people are like worried. It's uh there's like price gouging on masks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um uh I think like a couple of months ago we even talked about a really funny heritage foundation blog post about how we should get rid of um laws controlling gouging prices during emergencies because what are emergencies but an opportunity for business we
0: did talk about that i think that was in uh dead wonk society if i recall correctly
2: so but the latest who estimates predict that 70 percent of the world's population will get covid19 at some point but they but not in the way that like
0: most cases are basically totally benign
2: right not in the way of the 1918 flu pandemic which was one third of the population with like i think half of those people dying um their estimate is actually that COVID 19 will become part of our regular flu cycle over the next five to six years until we can develop an affordable vaccine yeah thanks alex so you know it probably won't kill you but let's talk about if it does for a second (laughs) okay (laughs) sure Let's talk about what would actually kill you if it does, because the very big difference between 1918 and 2020 is literally the entire, basically the entire history of pharmaceuticals and medical science. Yeah. Right. I thought you
3: were going to say the entire insurance apparatus, because there's that (laughs) That too. too. That too. That's you. Because that's that's what'll get you.
2: Though that actually kind of, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Totally. The AMA <laughs> predates it, which is funny. So maybe like yeah, flu would go the, away the, if we just the, eliminated the AMA.
3: <laughs> right. The COVID. Yeah. The, the coronavirus is benign for most people, but insurance industry is deathly serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But, in um, any case. Well, so um, what, what, you know, in 1918, um, I was telling Vince this earlier, one of the most popular uh, snake oil treatments for the flu to prevent the flu was kerosene and sugar mixed together. Um, and you would douse it on yourself all over. People yeah. smelled horrible. There, uh, There's anecdotal stories from survivors of, oh, my friends and I played on all these wooden boxes one day, and my mom yelled at me and made me take a shower. And all of my friends died because there were dead people in those, and they were flu victims. So children were playing on it. And the one kid that survived was the kid who was forced to shower when he got home. And all of his little friends in the town died. Now, regardless, that kid of, went
0: on to be J Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Basically, and that the, little boy, that, that nobody that, liked, grew that, up to be Roy Cohn. Yeah, that,
2: that generation, <laughs> like when you look at old footage or interviews with people from that who, who are survivors, it's very clear what class of people survived. Because Mm -hmm. they're talking about their nanny dying, their housekeeper dying, their cook dying, their driver dying, their friends dying, their teacher dying. But you know who didn't die? Them and their mommies and their daddies because they went to some chalet and hid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you die from COVID, if you die from coronavirus, right, you are dying because of greed, capitalism, austerity. And our refusal to fucking think about public policy in terms of human good. Yeah. That's why you'll die from COVID if you die from COVID. Not because, because of any Trump of the reasons.
3: A, also because Trump is a germaphobe. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a good thing that he can't be bothered to deal with this shit. And, like, decided to, to name, uh, uh, what's his dumbass face? Uh, Pence. 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 Pence, to do yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, but, but, like... You know, it 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 says something about like how you know fucked we could potentially be that like uh the you know president of the United States just finds the whole matter like icky,
2: <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Pence just like has like a really good track record with um making sure the right people die in a disease outbreak. Yeah, just gonna say. <laughs> you know? So in a, it's in got a way. An It just kind of reminds me, it's like, it all comes back to Jeffrey Epstein at the end of the day, folks. You know what I mean? Wait,
0: you're joking. You're specifically, though, just to clarify, you're joking about Pence's, uh, his his track record with um, HIV medications in Indiana. Oh, yeah. 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 Right.
2: How many people died? Do you remember? I don't know. Way more than needed to. That's for sure.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The but, idea um, that he was, that Trump was touting Mike Pence's record as, you know, Indiana really like leading, he, he like went on incomprehensibly, like, and you know, we're very happy that Mike is here, like Indiana's a great state, many people know that it's a great state for health, you know, it's good for
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> that. Um, call that. Uh, call Gwyneth Paltrow, she'll figure out how to has she now. even been to she Indiana just, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow just posted uh, a photo actually that I saw um, that's like her in it's in the face mask that's a competitor to um, Vogue mask like, to Vogue mask yeah I don't I don't know what the competitors like air something or whatever iridium. yeah she's in like in an iridium mask and she's basically she posted this thing she's on like a flight to Paris and she's like stay safe no contact don't like uh, don't shake don't hands touch me. like wash your hands all the time uh Fuck and off. saying like i've saying with a comment like i've been in this movie i don't want which i think i assume she was in some she was in movie.
2: pandemic
0: i don't think that's a movie
2: yeah there is a movie called <clears throat> pandemic all okay. right Contagion? I don't know. She's like. Contagion
0: is a movie. Pandemic's not a movie. She's like. Pandemic is a board game.
2: She's in the airport (laughs) from an aerial. She's
0: in Jumanji. There we go. Yes. It's the movie Jumanji. (laughs) 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 13 Dead End Drive.
2: (laughs) It's the Jumanji remake single or sequel, rather, that that Gwyneth Paltrow is in, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so the fucked up thing about that is that iranian masks are gorgeous. Now, they're twice the price of a Vogue mask and all of them are sold out so yeah. it I mean, doesn't matter of, yeah. Gwyneth. Gwyneth is just creating product opportunities see that's the problem we can't save people's lives guys because jobs are on the line
3: <laughs> I mean if you the market I mean? decides that we all die from uh, from uh, a contagious outbreak then uh, that's that's what happens you know yeah. the I
2: mean, invisible
0: hand did its, uh, did it's good old did it, work did us all in I
2: mean, I wasn't just joking about Jeffrey Epstein for SEO reasons. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, It's like. (laughs) But we
3: were. We were also doing that.
2: Also SEO because this is. Wow, these
0: masks are pretty. Damn. They're not as nice as the Vogue masks, though, I think. Anyway, I, I haven't tried them but i would matter, love a sample
2: if anyone wants to send me one
0: it doesn't really matter though because like if you go on amazon literally they're like a thousand dollars or something i mean i don't know if i don't know if they've <laughs> you know stopped when the Jeff price Bezos gouging yet, has to deal, step
2: in to deal with price yeah. gouging that there's a bit <laughs> when, of
0: <problem>. right when <laughs> amazon is like hey guys um mm, your prices are a little out of control here
2: <laughs> all those stories about overnight shipping uh 14 things of toothpaste for $2,000 from a dropship company. <laughs> yeah. They didn't budge, but you know, masks, right?
0: I'm trying to find the one that I like specifically posted actually even, uh, before, but it's really funny cause actually even, this isn't even like, a uh, a totally recent thing. Like there have been getting away with uh, price gouging for, uh, like for some time basically like, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, February 4th. For- Fucking Valentine's Day, I posted a picture of a grotesque, absolutely disgusting looking uh, Cabernet colored uh, Vogue mask. It, it looks like $100, right? Nine hundred ninety-four oh, ninety-nine on Amazon Prime. See, and I'm thinking Uh, to myself,
2: I should have bought that one at a markup at $67 earlier in the month when I only...
0: You should have price gouged. Uh, Well, uh, we're low. We're low.
2: We're running out of masks already. And I use them for like regular subway transportation reasons, not just to like have the eventuality of, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's already in New York. So whatever. Um, Moving on. Any final thoughts on uh, the latest pandemic?
0: I don't know. What's the death panel takeaway on COVID-19?
2: If you want to prep, I have some recommendations. I would say get to Indiana. Indiana. Join our Discord. (laughs) We can talk about it. I would recommend bleach, water, and cleaning supplies. Hmm. Personally. Hmm. Worry about canned food later. Get your cleaning supplies. Ingesting them or? no sorry. i should creating, never be a medical professional small sculptures in your apartment You're out the of them because the there's events. nowhere else to put them I except think, for in the middle of your room
0: i think this uh i can't tell if this person has the flu or coronavirus but um here here take this bleach bud <laughs> By mouth. Um, that'll You clear go to the out. doctor. You're like, yeah, no, no, no.
3: no. I, I think I have coronavirus, but I've been drinking a ton of bleach, so I think. I I'm mean, w-
0: I mean, we joke, but that is basically as. I mean, you know, not to not to uh, shoot fish in a barrel here, but that is basically about as realistic as uh, what Trump said today, which was like, oh yeah, it'll be gone when the spring comes or I whatever. Bet they
2: did it too um, in 1980, like, oh, bleach. But it's great <laughs> for the eyes
0: but like
1: realistically realistically i feel like the death panel take is if you you we may not see like i think i think the th- this should be a moment where we're able to like see the like the 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 truly diseased uh like nature of 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 capitalism like rear its yeah. head but like but for one reason or another there will probably be some sort of insulation there. Like there are still some like ramparts of institutions that exist. That will mean that we we will not see its full flare. But like mm-hmm. if you want to see, if you want to see it, if you really do want to see it, like look at like Ebola and they like, look at the fact that like yeah. the World Bank had to rely on this, like, you know, this funding mechanism that like demanded like investors come in to like buy pandemic bonds. Uh, right. at higher at high, oh at high interest rates that create that create like pooled <sighs> insurance payouts to fight pandemic diseases. Like yeah. that's that is capitalism trying to respond to or pretending to respond to like a pandemic. That's I that's mean, what it does.
0: And that's what's about to happen. Right. Basically. That is a, right.
2: One, of the, sure. one of the mistakes that was made in 1918 is that the mayor of New York, who's very, very like Bloomberg, if you go back and look at this guy, um, he decided to pretend it wasn't happening. So New York's a big port and was even bigger at the time. So all these soldiers came through New York to ship out to Europe. And that's how the fucking flu got to Europe oh my God. in the first place. <laughs> Because we decided to pretend it's not happening, well, which is uh, frankly a little bit similar to like what the president's doing. I mean the 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 question last night on the debate stage using coronavirus as um as a means to ask a question about whether you would close the borders of the country yeah. to any Americans <sighs> yeah. who had possibly been exposed again, if
0: it weren't f- clear that like centrist uh, and corporate media are just like completely out for blood and absolutely in with the fascist agenda. Yeah.
2: Can we, where the hell did that come from?
0: Oh, straight from the, you know, again, ideologically consistent. <laughs> These <laughs> people tell you who they are, mean, are all the yeah,
3: time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, anyway yeah
3: it's it's like well but i think you kind of also have to like put yourself even if it wasn't something that came straight down from you know on high like put yourself in the mindset of these uh like debate moderators like you know they can't possibly think of like a useful question and then they're like huh that'd be a fun one let's throw that in like, right,
2: but they these are written in advance, right? They have to. Yeah, be. Yeah,
3: they, no, they write them in advance. They're sit, they're all sitting in a room together, thinking of what the questions are going to be. Like,
0: so, like, Mr. Cr- Buttigieg, under what circumstances would you uh, personally execute Julian Assange? <laughs> uh, Like, you know, as a a member of the CIA, I mean,
3: (laughs) as someone who grew up in a
1: small town, you know, it's we had to roll up our sleeves, you know, and we weren't thinking about Julian Assange being executed. We were thinking of, you know, uh, uh, putting him in a a cell, a three, three by five room for the rest of his life.
0: We were just (laughs) thinking, uh, here's this interloper, long hair, you know, comes into (laughs) a small town in Indiana. He doesn't belong here. You know, He's an outsider. What did think about what we did when uh, when I was in Afghanistan? We don't you welcome. We did the same thing.
2: Outsiders, pedos, or pandemics here in my ha- <laughs> my town. Yeah. I uh, want a bumper sticker that
3: says "No pedos or pandemics." <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a message everyone yeah. can get behind.
2: Um, should we go ahead and um, should we wrap?
3: Yeah, maybe. I was gonna
2: say final final topic lightning round edition.
3: Oh boy alright
2: what the fuck did Liz Warren mean when she said that the biggest misconception about her was that she doesn't seem to eat and quote actually she eats a lot
1: Couldn't uh, I, uh, mm. like, you know it's like <laughs> where
2: I'm just like wondering
1: like who you know like well Liz you got all these plans but like, do you eat like like where does that like <laughs> who asked that question
2: Yeah. <laughs> do you have
3: time people
1: I could totally
2: understand her going on the view and people being like "Oh, Liz how do you do it do you ever even have time to eat but that (laughs) is not what she said
0: I mean between that and the uh, let's say uh, lies and damn lies uh, that (laughs) are (laughs) to you know to paraphrase that are um, that are in the latest round of like uh you know anti bernie anti medicare for all messaging that they released today um let me just say oh well, and i guess look bet- bet- between those things and the persist pack um right. which you know <clears throat> is is new on the scene i just i got i think probably there are things happening in the elizabeth warren campaign orbit that are just like their own thing you know what I mean like I'm pretty sure I feel like I feel like that campaign I can kind of understand a little bit what kind of brain zombies would be in like Buttigieg's campaign and Klobuchar's campaign and I can understand uh, like to some extent the, the like
2: the culture
0: that's probably around Joe Biden um, but I cannot <laughs> the culture, for the, goddamn, the, culture, the culture I cannot for the life of me imagine the crazy shit that Liz Warren staffers must come to with to her with like day after day with like people uh, people are wondering why people are wondering why uh, you know they, they see this picture of Pete Buttigieg just really gnawing the fuck out of a chicken thigh and looking like he's got blood in his eyes for <laughs> it like Where's that photo of you, Liz? Where is it? They're starting to say that you're not eating. I saw one person on Twitter, one, one person. They have only 132 followers, but they did say, does Liz Warren ever eat? I've never seen her eat. Say it on the debate stage, Liz. Say it. I did
2: the Googling. I did the searching. I (laughs) couldn't even find that. I couldn't. I found like one account with 52 followers from like a couple weeks ago who had a thread about it.
0: About her eating.
2: About whether or not there are any photos of her eating on the campaign trail. That could,
0: there we go. That's probably it. That's probably where it comes from.
2: What does that warrant a, a response on national television during a debate? I, I can't find anything. Clearly,
0: this campaign has shown that it has, uh, you know, a good knack for choosing priorities.
2: <laughs> Fr- <laughs> <I> frankly, <know. laughs> having having been like a a swim coach back in the day before I was blind. Um, sorry, I said that word. Having been a swim coach back in the day who worked with children, we had to do this thing called like detection and intervention for self-harm behavior training where they talked about how to identify whether or not a child might have an eating disorder and recommend counseling. And the number one thing that, that was happening in our training is like, children tell on themselves, and they'll usually bring up the problem before you even realize it. So pay attention. If every, anyone ever says, I eat all the time, I totally eat food. Look at this big lunch I ate. Do you want to see all the empty wrappers in my bag of all the snacks You're I've saying had?
0: saying Liz is pro-Anna. <laughs>
2: I'm just- not, not saying Liz is pro-Anna, right. but... I'm gonna just leave it. One yeah, could that's, one that's could make a the argument Don't wrap up. On. Yeah, that's
0: a uh, thing. That's. Uh, f- fine. As good a place as any to wrap up. The end! <laughs> yeah.
2: And with that, after a substantive and long conversation with few logical leaps, digressions, or LinkedIn's digs, outro, zero, please. did yeah. we make any death threats this episode? I think we had zero threats <laughs> to anyone's mortality. Death checker, like. <laughs> <laughs> we need the little, like, politifact um, gif of the, like, really, really tentatively not true uh, yeah. thing, yeah. like, we'll leading get- to the left, quivering To be like like a death threat meter,
0: we get like a radio show uh, soundboard. And the only patch that we have, we have like two things one is the culture, and the other is uh, like Glenn Kessler saying, Wrong, (laughs) Um,
2: or just like Pinocchio. Yeah, I would like that. Anyway, we definitely should never get one of those because we would abuse Uh it. Never, no,
3: that would be abused immediately. Yeah,
2: all right, (laughs) folks, gang, final thoughts. No, we're coming.
3: To team. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get we're a tired. We're
2: ready. Um, I think yeah. Just remember that Bernie Sanders won the popular vote in the first three states. We've got a lot of shit to do between now and the next episode. In South Carolina will happen. Yep. Between that episode and the next one, Super Tuesday will happen.
0: Yep. So ah.
2: strap on in. Uh, we'll help. Strap you Strap in. Get strap on. Strap in. Strap <laughs> on uh strap under strap over whatever i've i don't know i'm tired let's wrap this episode <laughs> right all
3: right Still <laughs> got a lot of work ahead. yes
2: <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of the death panel if you like our work consider becoming a patron everything that we do is supported by our listeners thank you to everyone who is our patron and maybe leave us a rating or review we haven't got one in a while and i think phil how's your ego doing I think I think our egos might need a boost. We bruised. We, we're bruised. We sincerely depend on sincere feedback left on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> With five star reviews only, please. Just kidding. Um, no, but for real, for honest, uh, we appreciate everyone's support. And uh it really does help people find the show, even though everybody says that. And it would be um
3: just leave us a rating or review. Leave us there a rating
2: go. or review. We'd appreciate it. I can't. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. This headache is fucking killing me. I'm hoping it's going to be dealt with tomorrow morning. In the meantime, while I'm not normal, leave us a rating review and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Become a patron if you want to hear all of our thoughts on South Carolina, because that one will be paywalled. Yep. Right. We'll be generous with the teaser. But the whole if you want the whole thing, if you want all of all of Vince's beautiful, sultry voice, (laughs) apparently there was an argument recently as to which of the boys had the best voice. Um, And
0: I won, Lord.
2: Oh well, you didn't get called shrill, so that's technically
0: we didn't say that just now. So (laughs) (laughs) let's. (laughs) I'm not sure.
2: Um, it was it was a toss up. You are loved equally by the listeners. It is a toss up. Now
0: you're just lying to us. Yes,
2: yes, (laughs) I am. Wrap it up. I got to wrap it. Okay, all right, guys. Um, do your best to stay alive another week. We'll see you in the next one. Medicare for all now. Solidarity forever. Bye. Cool.